Okie dokie. So we are recording and we have an incredible guest today. I mean, I always get really excited and anyone who's watching the video will obviously see who we have today. <laughs> but for those of you who are not watching um, and are listening, he had his first big break acting next to the icon Eddie Murphy in I Spy in 2002. He's also been in Hot Tub Time Machine. He's been in Are We There Yet? Arrow, Continuum. Uh, he also played Grips on Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Also, Netflix's Lost in Space, Louder Milk. And most recently, he is um, Joseph Canfield on When Calls the Heart. And he gets to actually act with two of his children on screen <laughs> as well, which is lovely, both Vienna and Elias. So welcome, Viv. Leacock. Oh, sorry, Leacock. Leacock <laughs> I'll take either one. It's Leacock. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, cool. I always get thrown off by the A. I'm like, I want to say, anyway. I know. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, That's a great intro. Wow. Wow, that was a great intro. I was like, who is this guy? This guy sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool when you look at your IMDb and you just keep going. You're like, wow, there's a lot there. Yeah, it's nice to... It's it's nice to be able to say there was a certain point, you know, I'd run into people and they go, oh, you look familiar. I, I, oh, I, uh, what have I seen you in? And <laughs> it's always a strange question for act that people ask, ask actors. But it's like, I can't tell you what you've seen me and you should know anyways. But, um, <laughs> you know, but. But uh, I used to just say all types of stuff. I'm like, oh, I was in the, I was in Star Wars. I'd just say everything. And they, oh, my God. <laughs> I'd say whatever. But. It's nice to have uh, a resume that doesn't include like three things on it like it used to at one point. 100%. So, 100%. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did it, because obviously um, you're still based in Vancouver. Yeah, you are still based in Vancouver, Still right? in Vancouver, yeah. Okay, cool. So wait a second. Before we even start, Viv, did mm. you get woken up by that crazy storm last night at all? Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I actually was went insane. outside to to yeah. see what was going on and the loudest thunderclap i have ever heard in my life hit when i went outside <laughs> i was like oh i'm going back inside i was like yeah it wow. was intense it was lighting up my bedroom like every yeah. 30 seconds it crazy. yeah it was crazy and i'm not even joking that was the loudest thunder i have ever heard ever it, it, it ah. shook the house it was crazy sorry had to ask <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's totally relevant i'm i'm glad i i'm a terrible sleeper so that would have just been horrendous. i would have destroyed yeah. your sleep even more <laughs> yes exactly even more than usual i mean i probably would need like a blindfold and you know, just be horrendous. yeah, so yeah um, you would have this was crazy <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not good it's weird actually because even in the uk we had um, I was actually out walking yesterday and there was like crazy thunder and lightning as well. And I was like, so maybe it just kind of came over to you. It guys. came over? I think, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big sure. storm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so Viv, like, how did you, how did it all start for you? Did you, because I think, didn't you start in stand up and then move over to acting or did you, how did it, yeah, go, I, how did it come for you? Acting came first. Uh, oh. the, the, I, my first love was stand-up. That was what I wanted to be. That was what I wanted to do. Um, my older brother, Richard, um, who had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> hey, Richard. Um, he, he was, he's been an actor since 1987. Uh, he started on 21 Jump Street. Um, oh, wow. I did actually, I was going to ask actually about your brother because I was like, yes. whoa. 
He was in the yeah. original Jump Street, like 21 Jump yeah. Street. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, cool. So there's a connect. Interestingly enough, there's a roundabout connection to Peter DeLuise, who is uh, heavily involved with When Calls the Heart. So this is round. I've actually known Peter since I was 13 years old. Um, wow. Because of my brother. So my brother had recognized that I could act, should act, uh, when I was really young. Um, and he kept pushing me to, 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 to do it. And I, he actually took me to my first audition when I was eight. Um, wow. and it was, he was always, he was the person who was instrumental. And in, uh, I think putting that in my head and I, I just, I just didn't want to, I was like, no, 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 I'm not interested in that. I want to be a stand-up comedian. And, um, it wasn't until I was I was 17 years old. I used to sing in high school, like at parties and dances and stuff. And and uh, there was a there was a like a, a talent showcase, and I was singing a song. And and one of the judges in the audience was uh, a local agent, an agent in town. And he approached me after the show and was like, "I'd like to represent you. I think you have you know great stage presence and charisma. I, I'd like to represent you as an actor." And I was like. This thing just keeps coming back around. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And um, so I auditioned for my first show at 17, and uh, I got the part. I got a recurring part, a TV show, right off the wow. bat. And uh, oh yeah, my yeah. So it was kind of like you know, I, I had, I had interestingly, I had just read something about beginner's luck, and read that it's kind of like the universe's way of telling you you should do something if you if you try for it and it works right off the bat you should go for it so i was like all right i'll 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 do it so i worked on that show for six months seven months something like that and continued auditioning after that for about a year but i actually walked away from acting because when i was 17 years old uh this is back in 1991 the the political landscape at the time was uh, pretty ridiculous. Very and is yeah. very, it was actually interesting enough, nice not so different. Yeah, not oh, so right. different than oh, it is right, now. Yeah. And so a lot of the parts that I was auditioning for were stereotypically horrible. They were mugger, pimp, uh, rapist, oh. this, like everything that you would never want to ever portray. <laughs> And so I was like, I, I, I don't want a gangbanger, punk, like every role that I went in for, there was nobody that was a redeeming character. So I was like, I, I'm, I'm not going to add to the, you know, the stereotypes. So I actually walked away. I walked away because I, I was just like, I, I, the world isn't ready for me to go into these situations and, and be an angry actor on set. Uh, because I, Again, I, I, it's like anybody who has a job that they don't like. It's like you knew what the job was before you got here. So if you didn't want to do it, you shouldn't have done it. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I actually walked away. I walked away for seven years. I didn't. Oh, I was wow. like, wow. it's not I'm not I, you know, I would see stuff from time to time come up. And I was just like, no, nah, I don't I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. In hindsight, there were two things going on. One was exactly what I just said political landscape and the stereotypical roles and just like literally like I'd be putting my, you know, putting anyone who looked like me back 400 years. And mm -hmm. uh, there was also the, the, the huge factor, and I didn't know this at the time, that I didn't really know what I was doing as an actor. 
Oh, wow. I, you know, like I, my, my process as an actor was really just kind of like, I did everything on my own. I went over the lines on my own. I, you know, I decided everything on my own. I never ran anything with anybody. And I just went in and did what I wanted to do on this side of the camera, regardless of what anybody else was doing on the other side. And it was a lot of mugging and a lot of big things and big reactions because I was a comedian. I was a guy who's always trying to go for the laugh. And, uh, mm-hmm. It was terrible. And so I'm sure I walked away to like save face or to like, you know, I, I'm sure there was a part of me that realized that you're not very good at this. Or there's so, like, or they're, they're going to figure out you're not very good at this. That's what I should say because they, they, they actually didn't. So walked away and did all manner of everything that you could possibly. I was, I worked with kids. I moved office furniture. I, whatever. I worked in warehouses. I did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I was a regular guy and, and I finally did my stand-up comedy. I went and pursued stand-up comedy. Yes. Yes. And, uh, uh, it was a very interesting thing to find out that I love making people laugh, but I don't, particularly like the lifestyle of a stand-up comedian it's uh yeah it's it's something that you (laughs) and and i'm i'm actually a very different character than a lot of stand-up comedians a lot of stand-up comedians are actually very down on themselves they're very dark personalities and they're like they make people laugh but they're not laughing (laughs) and i was like you know i had pretty good life everything was great and I would be around some these cats and just be like, oh, my gosh, you guys. Are, I, I Yeah, I just like, I can't hang out with these guys. It's a little too crazy. And so, um, yeah, walk, I, I, and by this point, just as I was starting to kind of get into that, um, acting came around again. It came calling again. Mm-hmm. My brother convinced me to do a workshop uh, with, a, with a really cool actor named Jeff Seymour, um, and I was reluctant to do any type of training, any type of anything, and um, I just I didn't want to. I didn't want anybody in my head. I didn't want anybody telling me anything. And yeah. uh, he just kind of he just kind of opened the he opened the he just said something and it clicked. I don't even it's the it's the simplest story, and I have no idea why this resonated with me so much. But we did this workshop. And I didn't like what I did all weekend. I just didn't, I didn't like what I was doing. Um, I just it just felt fake. It felt forced. Uh, it was it was good in the sense that I was watching other people perform, my brother included, and I could see everything that Jeff would tell them. So everything he every all the notes he was giving them, I, I saw it too. I saw every, everything he was saying, and. So I recognized that ability that I could sense, you know, I could direct perhaps. And uh, I wasn't happy with what I did. And we're leaving the workshop and I was kind of down. And I I said to Jeff, or he said, how how are you doing? How, you know, how'd you like it? And I said, uh, same thing. I saw what you saw in a lot of senses. And I, I was really happy that I could that I, someone else thinks the way I do because I felt very alone like in, in, in how I see the, the script and how I break it down and what I see is happening. I didn't discuss any of these things. And then he said, uh, I said, what do I need to do? What do I, what do I need to, uh, to change? And he said, what are you talking about, man? You, you got it all. You don't need to do anything. 
and I don't know what. <laughs> maybe it was my giant ego. I'm not sure, but <laughs> he said that, and it just something just yeah. snapped. I had kind of come full circle because when I first started acting as a kid, it was really easy. I, you know, I was on yeah. stage singing, and someone approached me after and said, "You should act," and I was like, "Yeah, okay, yes, I should," and I just. <laughs> I didn't have anything wrapped up on it. I didn't have, a, you know, any political things attached to anything. I didn't, I didn't inject anything when I went for that first audition. I just went and did it because I knew I could. And, mm-hmm. and he's kind of got me to get out of my own way. And, and I literally have never stopped it. Just the next week I booked something and it's never, ever stopped. It's weird. It just... I don't know. He said he said that was the thing, and that was it for me. I just needed to hear that that I I was enough. I think that's what I needed to hear. Wow. Sometimes yeah, it's that it's, simple. <laughs> it really was that simple, and it's like you know I've I've come to I've coached a lot of actors over the years, and and the, a lot of times the advice that I give them, a lot of people might think it's counterintuitive, but they'll say, what do I need to do? What do I need to, you know, what, what should I be working on? And I'll, and I'll say the same thing that Jeff said to me, what are you talking about? You, you got it all. You got, you have, you, you already have it. You just have to, you just have to go live. You know, like I'll tell people a lot of times, like go live your life. You know, it's like you're waiting to live your life when you get that part. You're waiting to live your life once you're in Hollywood. Once you, you got to live now because what we do as actors is we're supposed to be able to take a slice of life and you know and put it up. That's what we're supposed of to be able course. to do. So how can you do that if you don't have life experience? You can't do that. So go live your life, and it's uh, yeah, it's come around in so many ways that that one sentence that my friend said to me has come back and so many times over um yeah just 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 knowing that you're enough i guess that helps a lot i I think actors have a tendency yeah yeah, i do too i think actors have a tendency to make it more difficult you know than it actually (laughs) needs to be totally you know totally that that actually was same thing yeah you know i mean it takes people a long time and i think that's what i was that was the process for me i started and i didn't think it was difficult and then it got to a point where I was really emotionally, like I was, you know, bothered by a lot of the material. And so I was starting to dig into stuff a little bit more and I was making it, it definitely was not fun. It wasn't fun. It was, everything was a chore. Everything was work. And it, and I had lost sight of the process. And as soon as I got back to just being like, oh, I just got to inject myself. Oh, well, yeah, here we go. And, and cause I know who I am. I've known, you know, I've, that's not ever been a problem for me. I know exactly who I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> probably since I was a kid, I, you know, realizing that you want to be an entertainer when you're like eight years old, you, you tend to kind of know exactly who you are pretty quickly. Like, you know, I knew I was sitting in, in grade school and I was like, well, I don't really need this, you know, (laughs) like like I knew that I did. I did. I knew it. I was like, I'm not going to do anything with this. Not to say that I was, I didn't like, I liked academia and and whatnot, but, but I knew that I wasn't the guy going off to university. I knew it. And to watch all my friends go and do that. I was like, good, good for you. (laughs) I'm not going to be there with you. Not me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. 
Yeah, and 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 I, the same thing happens with, and I'm sorry, this is the longest quite answer ever, but the same thing happens <laughs> with <laughs> actors. You can talk forever. Uh, the same thing happens when uh, throughout the years, people have come to me with different things to make money. Like I have a friend who is an amazing actor, and he has been for quite some time. And through the years, he always was trying to do something else on the side. Always like, oh, I got this startup thing I'm trying to do. I've got this, um, uh, oh, this, on Google, you can start a business and better, like, make, I can make $50,000 a week. Like, it was always something yeah. that was taking his, taking his energy away. And, and I, I told him, I said, you know what you're doing with this? you're subconsciously telling yourself that you're not going to make it as an actor. That's all you're doing. I'm not saying don't pay the bills. I'm saying that if you keep trying to come up with these, you know, get rich quick businesses, it's just your doubt getting in the way of what you're, this dude is so talented. And he Mm. finally, he finally, I've known him for God, for 20, almost 20 years. He's finally all in. Finally. He finally was like, Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, let that go. (laughs) Let it all go, man. Just do what we do. And it will, you, he's already had success. It's an interesting thing. He's already had success, but like, you know, what you tell yourself, that's what's going to happen. It's what you tell yourself. I don't have anything. I do this. This is what I have been doing for, um, you know, I mean, we'll talk about I spy. I spy really was the, you know, the, the break. So that's, yeah, that's twenty years ago now when we filmed that, and uh, I know so that's mad. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that's mad. It's kind of like, wild. That film that's... only feels like it was like five years ago, but I know it wasn't. I know it definitely wasn't. Like, because I loved that film when that came out, and when oh, I met you, so I was cool. like, <laughs> Oh no! no I know. Seriously. I remember. <laughs> I, honestly, like, um, actually, out of curiosity, because I, obviously, I've you know have never never been graced to be that close to Eddie Murphy, but before that point. What was the um what was the audition process for a, a big movie like that? For I Spy. Uh, yeah. interesting it actually came up yesterday talking to a, 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 another fellow actor and we were kind of commiserating about a a, a, a a movie that we auditioned for where the 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 star of the movie is actually not someone who's ever really opened a film. And so what they have to do and what they will do most times is they'll pad that film with a bunch of big names just because okay. the the guy who's in the lead position he's not known to open films he's not that's not what he's known for so they have to so you know when you're auditioning for this movie for the guy who's like his best friend you're never going to get it you're never going to yeah. get it because they need people around him who have you know a bigger name than him okay. even uh, to sell this movie. And so, yeah, you go in, you're going, I'm wasting my time. But everybody from the casting director to everybody involved, no, 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 it's going to be totally free. It's going to be totally fair. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so so now think about what I was thinking about when it came to I Spy. This is an Eddie Murphy movie. There's absolutely no way in this world that I'm going to be standing beside the guy as a supporting lead. There's no way. Not with my resume resume in 2001. There's no way. But, but again, I've been wanting to work with this guy since I was eight years old. This is my, this is my idol. I'm, I'm, I literally have an opportunity 
to be anything in this film. And I was like, I don't care what I am. Cop number 58, I don't care. As long as I get to work with this guy. And um, I remember saying to my brother, um, I said, if they judge this fairly, not all about not about your rank in Hollywood, not about, you know, whatever. Just if they judge it solely on who did the best performance, I said, I'll get it. No one will get this over nice. me. I will get this because I know Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Eddie Murphy studied Richard Pryor. I studied Eddie Murphy. I mean, his oh, walk, amazing. his Ooh. talk, his rhythm, his cadence, everything. I know everything about the guy and so uh i was prepared to say the least i'll tell you an interesting story <laughs> if 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 that's okay um yeah so so here we get the the breakdown for i spy and I, like i said mm-hmm. it's a supporting lead character i see on the breakdown and the breakdown is uh a list of all the characters and their a quick kind of character description of the characters, just so you know how you line up versus the char- the other characters on the film or the TV show. And I see on the breakdown that my character, TJ, is Kelly Robinson's, who's Eddie Murphy plays, his assistant. And I was like okay he's he's the middleweight boxing champion of the world he's a guy that kind of came from the streets his assistant is not an executive assistant his assistant is someone that's a friend of his that just mm-hmm. happens to do stuff for him that he pays well mm-hmm. to do that but who was not some guy who went to you know to a business school to become an assistant no this is just some guy and so yeah. The first decision I made was wardrobe. And I decided I'm just going to look like a brother from the streets. I'm going to like look like a brother who but but a brother from the streets but now who has a lot of money because yeah. you get paid very well as a personal assistant of any, you know, major athlete. You get paid a lot of money. Yeah. Anyways, so I went into the audition looking like a rapper. Leather pants, sneakers, <laughs> beanie sunglasses i look like you know cool cat (laughs) everybody in the waiting room was looking at me like i was crazy because they were all wearing suits they were all like yes (laughs) they were all wearing suits and ties and they're looking at me like what are you auditioning for and i said same thing you're auditioning for and a couple guys laughed at me and i was like okay okay you're gonna see what's up as soon as we go on that Now, I didn't know at the time that the actual director, her name is Betty Thomas. I didn't know Betty Thomas was actually in the room because the notes on my Aww. audition said it was going to be a, uh, an a in-person audition only with the casting directors, not with the right. director. There was a mistake that my agency had, had they didn't catch. So I was very relaxed. I'm out in the waiting room like, oh, what's going on, fellas? I'm I'm having a great time because I knew the casting directors very well. And, you know, it's not like you you can just go in there and mess it up. But you have a lot more leeway when you're just putting it on film with the casting director than if the director or producer's there because now they're going to decide right away if you're good or bad. Anyways, so I'm relaxed, which is number one. 
number two, I've gone over the script probably a thousand times, and I and I've added tons of ad libs, which I do all the time. I'm not saying that people should. If you're listening, actors, I'm not telling you to ad lib. <laughs> I'm saying that's what I do because I'm a I'm a comedic guy. So I started going through and finding ways and areas that I could inter- inject some other stuff. So I got those already. <laughs> and uh I'm the last guy to go in and uh casting director comes out and she looks very nervous. And I'm just kinda like and everybody who had come out of the room, they looked kind of shell shocked. They didn't really say bye or anything, they just kinda left and they were I was like, What is happening in that room? Casting director comes out, she's like, Are you ready? And I was like, yeah, are you ready <laughs> kind of thing? And then I hear this voice come from the other room. I can't see into the room. I hear this voice and it called, get back in here. She's talking to the, the, the director's talking to the casting director. Oh my. She goes back in the room. She closes the door for five minutes. And I was like, what is happening? Now, this is the first time I actually realized someone's in the room with the casting director. And I was like, oh, oh. Now there's no time to get nervous. Not enough time. She comes back out, pale. She's pale, even more <laughs> pale than she was. And she's like, "Are you, are you ready?" And I was like, "Yeah, everything okay?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah." We go in the room. Here's Betty Thomas, the director. And the first thing she does, she looks at me, and she looks at the leather, the green leather baggy pants I had on. She's like, "Whoa, <laughs> nice pants." And I was like, oh, "Thank you very much." <laughs> Right? And she's like looking at me like, what? Because everybody else literally suit and tie. And, I, and she's like, oh, okay, okay. And, I, and I, I knew that was good. And she's like, oh, right, you have any questions? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm ready to go. And they had a reader in the room, which is another actor mm-hmm. who reads the scenes with you. Now, like I told you, I ad lib a lot. And so we do the scene and we start to do the scene and I start to ad lib. But I always come back and give you your lead in line. I'm going to say what you yeah. need to hear so you could give me your line. Ad lib, ad lib, ad lib, come back, bang, hit him with the line. My man is looking at me like a deer <laughs> in headlights. He's just oh, like, no. <laughs> and, it, and I'm like, and I didn't, I didn't break. And he was supposed to say, here, let me try. That was his line. I'm supposed to give him a phone. And he's supposed to say, here, let me try. I don't know if you recall, but there's a scene in the movie where Owen oh, Wilson makes, makes hotel reservations for uh, our characters in Hungarian. And he basically sets us up to be in the basement of the hotel. Okay, so that's the scene, yeah. right? And he's supposed to take the phone, speak in Hungarian, and give me back the phone. Okay. So he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And I'm waiting for him to say, here, let me try. So now I say, don't you want to try? <laughs> and I like hand him a prop phone. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh. And he starts to now read the lines, right? Now, it felt like it was a minute between me giving him the leading line and him saying, oh, saying his line, just stumbling through it. 
and I want to murder this. I want to kill this man because I'm like you're, you're destroying my opportunity to work with Eddie Murphy. I'm never gonna get a chance to work with him. So much so, we finished that scene. No other hiccups in that scene. So much so that the casting director kicked him out of the room. She's like, go. I'm going to read with Viv. Leave the room. Wow. Now, there's a reason why. There's a reason why she did this. I've never seen this ever. I've actually, I actually, on that project and forward, became a reader for auditions. And I have never seen anyone kick me out of the room. That's never happened. So wow. she kicks him out of the room. And then we do scenes two, three, and four. And I read with the casting director. And she's great. She knows me and she knows how I do things. And so she's waiting for the ad libs and I do my thing. And we finish. And I had added physical comedy and all this stuff. And I'm like huffing and puffing at the end because I like flip myself over or something. And uh, oh, Betty wow. Thomas is like, bravo, bravo. Wow, wow. And then she was like poker face. She's like, that was okay. Wow, really good. And then she calms herself down. And she's very cool. And I couldn't read her because all I was thinking about was the first scene with the 30-second gap, what felt like <laughs> five minutes. It felt – I was like I, – I lost it. I felt that I had already lost the part. It's gone. There's no way I'm getting oh. it back because this guy yeah. destroyed my chances. I'm being really cool and I'm saying nice things like, hope you have a good time filming and this and this and that and, and all that. And I leave. Now, there's a story I was told after I filmed the whole movie, which was the casting director told me what happened when she got called back in the room. This is what happened. Oh. Betty Thomas said to her, you told me there were funny actors in this town. If the next guy isn't funny, you're fired. That's what she was told. Yeah, that's what she was told before I came in the room. Needless to say, she's one of my dear friends to this day. Like, she's I was like, gonna I say, oh, oh yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. Because wow. I saved her that day, but she in turn saved me because she kicked that dude out the room. Uh, yeah, and 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 we helped each other. But that's what happened. It was, it was because. Again, it was a perfect storm. Betty Thomas didn't believe that she was going to be able to find me in Canada. And that was actually her words. Her words were, I won't be able to find this guy in Canada. Uh, because there, <laughs> there are no funny black people in Canada. Those were her words. And she, was, she, she, didn't, was. You, she, was, she had to be dragged to the session. Two... I broke it down properly and understood that this guy wasn't an executive assistant. He was a guy from the streets who this dude mm-hmm. knew and hired him to be his personal gopher, basically. That's what he was. That's his function. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, three, you know, I had a great relationship with the casting director. And I was in a room where I felt safe enough to do what I do. I mean, I do it anyway. I, I, any room that I've ever gone to, I ad lib. I do what I do because uh, invariably you get famous or you get popular or you rise up the ranks because you do what you do, not because you do what exactly. anybody else wants you to do. So I, yeah. I just threw it at it and uh, it worked. I found out wow. uh, like a week later that I got the part. And um, actually my brother... 
also landed a part in the movie as the manager, but couldn't do it because oh. 9-11 happened and it totally shook up the schedule and he was on a TV show right. and it, the, the schedule's conflicted and it was crazy. Yeah. But that's oh, my I Spy story. Sorry it took so long. Oh <laughs> so, no, it was great. Story. I'm glad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fantastic story. That's great. And again, like... The amount of times we've talked, because Snegina is uh, is obviously the agent part of this podcast, and she it's so it's so good just to hear that like, you know, just read the brief, just the basic, the very basic of just reading the brief and understanding what you're actually auditioning for, because it's so many people just think, there. Eh. yeah. I tell people, I coach people, and I tell them. Read every character on the breakdown. Read every word on the breakdown. Know who the producers are. Know who the director is. Know who the executive producers are. There's probably some... If you know the tone of the show, if you can figure out the actual genesis of the idea of the show, then you know how to go in for the show. And that's what I understood. I understood what was supposed to happen, what they wanted to see. Now, it helped that Eddie Murphy said, (laughs) I want to see some new faces on this movie. He had actually said... I want to see a fresh face. Um, so that eliminated all of the nice. Hollywood competition right there. That was, mm-hmm. again, perfect storm. It helped that the, the director, Betty, was also the producer. So now mm-hmm. there's less people to go through to get approval because she's a person who's financing this movie as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It helped that she had the it helped that she had the view of talent in this country that she did because she didn't see me coming. She didn't expect for me to show up. So it actually helped me. People think that you're not going to be as good as you are. They're, they get blown away. Rather, if she thought I was supposed to be funny, then maybe she wouldn't be laughing so hard. So it right. was a literally perfect storm of things. And, uh, um, yeah, I just I, I just do my thing. That's what I tell anybody I coach. I'm like, you have to, you have to do what you do. You have to be who you are. That's what everybody wants to see. They want to see your personality. They want to see mm-hmm. what you bring to the table. They don't want to see, you know, you tr- trying to be somebody else. That doesn't work at all. Of course. So, Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Viv, you're literally an incredible person to have on. This is just <laughs> Yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is amazing. I knew you'd be awesome. Oh, um, thank you. No, you are. Um... I'm aware, obviously, for time, but I was wondering. Cause oh, we, we got some um, more time. Let's let's talk some. We got more. a little let's bit of time. Yeah. Okay, cool. If you if you're open to it, yeah, if you're mm-hmm. open to it, cool. Um, Did you brilliant. want to do and the questions, so, Jen? Yeah, sure. Well, we got okay. we've got like a couple, like just a couple of random questions, but you know, I I just I'm so interested on your insight. So I just imagine I just love your stories, Viv. You're such a great storyteller. I'm just like I, I can't know. wait to rewatch so this interview. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I love telling right, stories. Girl moment over. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat> so, did you want to go first, Nashina, or do you want me to? Uh, no, you do yours first. Okay. All right. So, first question is, mm-hmm. if, say, you have your own late-night TV show, who would mm-hmm. be your first guest and why? Well, Eddie Murphy, of course. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, he would, if he would be so kind as to grace you know, our, our, our TV show that I'm doing that. He's that because, um, I'm, I'm literally, there's a photo that I have on Instagram. It's the first photo that I put on Instagram and it's, it's from the movie I spy. And it's my brother on one side and Eddie Murphy on the other. And the, oh wow, those two guys 
helped shape me more than anybody in the whole industry. Those two. Because wow. my older brother, he recognized something in me before anybody else did. And he, you know, he nurtured it and pushed it and supported it. And, you know, Eddie Murphy, I mean, who doesn't look up to the guy? But like, <clears throat> well, I mean, who doesn't? Exactly. And, but it, it, it's just such a powerful, it was such a powerful moment and powerful, you know, point. And it was, uh, it, I would want to say to him that, you know, he actually personally picked my, my tape. He, he, he's the one who approved me. So he knew who I was before I met him because he, mm-hmm. he said, yeah, yeah, let's get that guy on. So the first thing he said to me when he met me was, uh, brother, you're real funny. You're really funny. And like oh. that coming from him, that was like, like, put it this way. I, nobody could ever tell me I'm not funny. From that point on, <laughs> impossible. It doesn't matter who tells you, oh, that's seal. not very funny. <laughs> Golden seal of approval. Anybody tries to tell me you're not funny, I'm like, Eddie Murphy told me I'm funny. So, so. Um, basically bulletproof at that point it's a bulletproof belief that I have about myself and uh, and that I didn't know at the time because I thought that that movie was going to kind of catapult me Uh, and it didn't really work that way the movie wasn't a very big box office you know success and whatnot and it got a little popular on home video but I, I didn't really get a lot of the heat off of it that I thought I was but but what I did get from doing that film and having that experience, working with Eddie Murphy for four months closely, and we actually we got along very, very well. Like he did off-camera lines for me, <laughs> and the director was like, "Eddie, go." She called him Eduardo. Eduardo, go, go back to your trailer. You can, we can have your stand and do his off-camera lines. And he was like, "No, no, no, no. I'll, I'll stick around for Viv." Um. And she was like, "Now I had been told already." Um, that he would never do off-camera lines for anybody. And apparently, that's something that he doesn't quite do very often. Uh, wow. But we just clicked. It was just Aww. really cool. I mean, I'm still, there's, I, there's, I still have a connection to him and to this day, which is crazy. But, <laughs> but uh, um, he, if I had a phone back in the day that had a camera on it, I would be able to show you a photo of Eddie Murphy sitting on an Apple box between two giant cameras, feeding me my off-camera <laughs> no, lines. Like, amazing. I was like, what the hell? What am I seeing right now? That's but that's, he, he was so gracious with me and he was so cool with me. And he, he really, the thing that he loves is uh, he loves stand-ups. And that was the mm-hmm. thing that I think really kind of won him over is the fact that I had done stand-up and, uh, and he 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 could see my process and and this is another thing I should say this every I almost forgot this every when we first started acting uh, for the first scene we were doing he was throwing out ad libs to me and I I ad lib right back and then I Betty was like just say the lines just she kind of yelled from the monitor <laughs> don't you know that's him not you. And I was like, oh, wind got taken out of my sails, you know. And Eddie didn't hear her say that. Right. So now we go forward and he's throwing out little stuff for me to get. 
he's throwing it out and I'm just bing, deflecting everything because she told me to just say the lines back to him and it's killing me killing me I'm dying inside and I, it, it goes on for half the day and finally I was like I don't even care if I get fired I cannot sit here and have this man throwing out gold and I'm just not taking it so finally yeah. we do this scene and we're in a club and the scene is, if you watch the movie back, there's a point where he's getting another tattoo on his arm. And he gets a phone call from the president and all this other stuff. And we're sitting there and we're talking. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And in one of the scenes, Eddie says, TJ, you remember that party we went to? And I was like, yeah, I remember that party. And I just was like, I don't care if I get fired. And I threw back an ad lib. And he threw one back. And I threw one back. And he threw, we went on for a minute and a half, him and me, <laughs> him and me, back and forth, until I made him laugh. I broke him. I made him crack up. And it was like, <laughs> it's like that's right. And, and she said, she said to me after, she's like, you earn the right to say whatever you want in this film. And <sighs> everybody after that was like, you're so funny. You're so this. Because they had just heard me say the scripted lines. So I don't necessarily have to be funny. Mm-hmm. If the line's not that funny then whatever but when i went off Mm -hmm. and made him laugh especially when i made him laugh like one of the yeah one of the greatest moments man make that guy life made (laughs) yes so i would have eddie on and i would tell him that that little that little decision he made about deciding that let's see some new faces and you know what he told me what he said to me when he first met me it helped get me through all the moments after that movie, you know, came out and didn't perform like I thought it was and my career didn't catapult off of it, but it didn't matter because I always had the knowledge and the belief that I could stand beside my idol. I could stand right next to the guy who had been doing what I've loved for so long. And to know that about yourself, it's worth more than anything in this business, especially because... Self doubt. That's a killer. That'll be a killer. Kill. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't have it. I'm like, nope. I know I can do this. So. <laughs> wow, that's that is an incredible answer. It's an answer of answers. It's a loaded, um, loaded answer. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's great. great. What I want to know is, I know you're probably a really busy guy, um, but have you watched any? great TV shows or movies lately that you can tell us about? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I, you know, and this is something, again, that kind of comes from um, Peter DeLuise. Um, Peter watches everything. I mean, oh. good or bad, everything. It's a genre he doesn't like, he watches it. And I, I think the... The, the kind of comedic uh, timing and the comedian in me uh, thinks much the same. Like I, I have to be up on what is out and mm. I need to be watching what is currently on air. Um, right. I think that's part of our jobs. I, yeah, I do yeah. as an actor. Cause I, there's lots of actors I talk to and I'm like, yo, have you seen this? Movie? No, I've never seen what? Like, <laughs> how have you not, you're an actor. How do you call yourself an actor? You haven't seen, you know, 10 of these movies I'm talking about. It's crazy. But uh, right now, what am I watching currently? 
<laughs> this is kind of a guilty pleasure. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure. It's a great show. Uh, my wife and I watch Law and Order, the original Law okay. and Order, every nice. night. <laughs> uh, we watch that show. Yeah, love that show. I'm a big Law and Order fan. Um, <laughs> currently, I'm watching. Uh, I have. <laughs> these are old shows I'm watching, and then I'll tell you what I'm watching that's, new, that's currently. Great. I'm watching. I'm rewatching all the old Columbo movies uh, from oh, the, wow. the series. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Peter Falk fan. I I'm not sure if anybody's done it better um, in television history. Uh, honestly, I I don't know if there's when you watch that man, you can't tell what's scripted and what's not. It's impossible Ooh, to see. My... It's impossible. Wow. And I'm a guy who's like comedic, and I know I can see it. I see it on any other show, but that guy, he's so immersed in that character, it's impossible to see where Peter Falk stops and Columbo starts. It's imp- you can't tell. You can't tell. You have to know the man personally, I think, to actually say, oh, that's not Peter. So yeah. watching that again, Rockford Files, which is a James Garner show back in the day, same thing. Just love how natural these guys were. Uh, currently... A new show or newish show is a show called City on a Hill uh, with Kevin Bacon and Aldous Hodge. It's very gritty. I like gritty, oh. like gritty real stuff. That's kind of my. Uh, we like that thing. too. So yeah, we like yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like which is why I've like watched tons of Brit- UK shows and stuff like. That. I just, I, yes. I, yeah, ah, they just the 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 cat from the casting to the script just. Everybody's real. I just believe everybody yeah. I'm seeing know, on the screen. It's so good. Yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah, that's that's I like gr- yeah, gritty stuff. Um gritty but stuff. right now, yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of uh City on a Hill and uh City on a Hill. I don't think I've ever yeah. heard of that. I kinda have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, it's it's real it's really well done. It's based it's based in the early nineties Boston. Um Kevin Bacon is an FBI agent who's incredibly, <laughs> incredibly flawed and like a horrible human being, but he's <laughs> he's just Brilliant. he's just crushing it. It's so he's so good, and uh, Aldous Hodge is uh, he's he's a black uh, assistant DA or assistant prosecutor, and uh, oh. they just they're just butting heads. It's just so it's so good because. You know they're not holding back at all. There's like end bombs are being dropped. There's no holds wow. barred. They are because it's like you know, look, it's Boston in 1991. Oh yeah, my god, okay. yeah, it's one of the like, that's Jeez. yeah. Racism is rampant. So uh, it just yeah yeah. It's uh, it's hard to watch. I gotta say, I'm I'm watching it. And I'm like oh man, like yeah, mm, mm, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. So well done. Everybody's yeah. everybody's killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotcha. That, what else am I watching? I mean, my kids watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine all the time. They, <laughs> that's, they love that <laughs> yeah. show so much. Aww. So we watch that a lot. Um, yeah, there's, there's probably, I'm probably forgetting. I've watched pretty much everything, so. Uh, but um, but uh, It's nice to hear some new yeah. stuff. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys check out City on the Hill. It's really, it's really For well sure done. will. 
honestly, it's been so great. I actually, I, I feel like I know. it's gone Can we fast. have you back? Like we need yeah. yeah. We need to have you back another yeah. time. Yeah. Like, oh my like, gosh. I, I, I wanted to stick around and talk off. Oh, I, I get, oh my God. We have so talk many more questions. I know, yeah. I, um, yeah. I feel like we've only just like scratched a tiny surface. Oh yeah. Oh my God. We just, so, we just started. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll um, get you back. I, honestly, thank you. I will you. come yeah, back we'll for definitely sure. get you back. Oh, thank oh, you so brilliant. much. Brilliant. Awesome. Honestly, <laughs> thank you. It's been, abs- it's been divine actually. It's been Such really a lovely. Pleasure. So. Yeah. Agreed. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how about if we all say goodbye on three and then right. I guess, yeah, we'll do that. Okay. So how about, so one, <laughs> two, three. Bye. Bye. Talk to you soon. See ya.